This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves to fire that. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. I'm your host of everything sport, international and local. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or if you're chilling at home, watching us live on YouTube. Thank you very much for connecting with me on the hour. And guess what? What a banger of a show we have in store for you today. Not only is it a former Brighton player, but also a UEFA coach and, and he's big on technology in the sport which is exactly why i was so happy to spend time with him today and that is sonny Cobbs. he is here on the show halftime show on post 95 radio don't go anyway see you right after this this is the halftime show with omar Adouri. oh he loves the fire that this is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. It's time. Welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. Delighted to have my guest, Sonny Cobbs, is here on the show. Sonny, welcome to the show. Hi, Omar. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on the show, man. Finally, finally get you on a halftime show on Pulse Night 5 Radio. Tell me, Sunny, how did you end up in the UAE? Um, it was quite a long story, but I'll keep it short because it's not a four-hour show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I started my, my career as a professional footballer uh, in the UK, played for Brighton Albion, which was a great um, experience for me growing up as a child, being a you know, good football player and, and, and being in the professional game. And uh, my, my father actually travelled to the Middle East, uh, in Libya and Qatar and, and Dubai. And uh, my sister moved to uh, my sister moved to Dubai, and this is over 12 years ago. And uh, it was just always interesting me. Um, I liked the, you know, the Middle East culture. I wanted to. Um, I came to visit. I visited my dad in Qatar, and I visited my, my sister in, uh, in the UAE. And I ended up, uh, like I said, coming for a few weeks, and I loved it. Fell in love with the place, saw the sport, the people, uh, you know, the safety here in the country. It was just everything around it was brilliant. It was building, and this is in 2012. Um, and it kind of went on from there and I was like right I want to, I want to make a move and I kind of set out my stool into, into either playing professional football or coaching and I kind of got involved in the sport in coaching and it kind of went strength to strength from there between Dubai and Sharjah. Fantastic and, and not only that you're a licensed coach you're doing your thing at the moment um, and the role of technology plays a massive part in what you do how important is it for things like prehab and rehab? Mm. So yeah, in terms of, of being a high-level coach, doing my uh, UEFA badges, it was you know brilliant to see that and kind of giving some of my knowledge to the region in terms of coaching. But in terms of the technology, in, in some of the top clubs, you know, in Europe and, and you know some athletic programs in the states and around the world, they kind of need the, some data and analytics and the technology just to kind of capture and you know can see areas of improvement. So can we work on that? Um, and so kind of like going into a match or going into training, kind of having a bit more knowledge to your own game, I feel like really helps improve a player. So if you, you know, your, your pass percentage or you know, your weak foot is your right foot or your left foot, and can you work on that, your accuracy or 
So sort of things, if you have some more, you know, like any job, if you have as much knowledge and, and, and kind of data on it, then you kind of can improve. So I just think it just helps players, and especially young players, improve. And in terms of the rehab, we're obviously opening a rehabilitation zone for um, ice baths, uh, sauna, massage room. And, and again, for any athlete, not just football, um, it helps you recover quicker, it helps you perform better. So, you know, I'm sure that, you know, we've played football and, you know, the next day you wake up and you can't move your legs, you go to the gym and your arms hurt. You know, um, if you, you know, just that small bit of recovery, eating well, nutrition, um, stretching, um, and all the stuff that we've kind of got here at Precision under one roof, I feel like it just gives you that extra margin or extra percent to then go and perform the best that you can do. You know, whatever level you're at, it's just about kind of, you know, there's nothing worse than kind of letting yourself down in terms of performance. So if you can re recover and rehab and, uh, and you know, do the best that you can, that's all we're kind of trying to uh, create here. And I think what's the nicest thing is, having been around, you've obviously shown me around, you put me through my paces as well. Um, when someone comes in here and they look at it from the outside, they can be quite overwhelmed by the technology, but then you have this demeanor about you that kind of calms them down. Yeah. You still kill us, <laughs> you calm us down. Um, how is that kind of step up in, you know, staying, let's say the word modern gets thrown in there, but staying modern, but also keeping it old school? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's um, it's an amazing uh, achievement we've done here. We've built it's 165,000 square foot with outside pitches, paddle courts, and then inside the technology centre. And there's all different. There's seven different zones and screens, and you know it's uh, sometimes being a bit intimidating. But it's very you know, easy to use. Whether you're a three or four year old boy or girl who wanted to start to play football, or whether you're a professional athlete, we've had some of the UAE national team players. We've had Pjanic who plays for Sharjah. Uh, he came down was doing some stuff with us, and uh, he absolutely loved it. So that was brilliant. And then if it's just a you know, like me and you just re retire, just want to <laughs> kick a ball, get fit. Um, so kind of like what we try and do is encourage, you know, anyone and everyone. So that kind of is like there's completely different um, levels to this as well. So you can beginner, intermediate, professional. So I feel that really helps. And it just gives people something different to do rather than, like you said, this additional, just go and play a match outside of one football. No, it's like we can have different games or trying to achieve it. Um, and incorporating, you know, the coaching side and playing because you've got to still compete and play with your friends outside. So it kind of the perfect, like you said, the perfect balance between individual uh, modern day state-of-the-art training technology centre, but with traditional methods in terms of just, you know, five-a-sides, 11-a-side, nine-a-side football as well. Fantastic. If you thought that was good, that's just the first segment here on Pulse Radio. We're just getting warm here with Sonny Cobbs on a halftime show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time! So now, welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, if you do miss the show, don't worry, you can hear it go to our YouTube channel, Pulse95 Radio, we've got all the clips on there, or if you prefer a podcast, go to Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, We've got the halftime show on Pulse 95 Radio with legends like this one here, Sonny Cobbs. Sonny, welcome back. Um, Sonny, I've got to ask you, academies are unique in their own right. But the thing I like about what you do, your programming and the use of technology is next level. You put me through my paces today. Talk to me about the personalized side of it and the coaching that you guys offer. 
So yeah, um, like I said earlier, it's about traditional you know, coaching in the academy. You know, kids just want to have fun and learn to play with football. So we're not you know putting too much pressure on, on player development. Mm-hmm. It's just about kind of your individual battle is how can I improve myself, whether I'm six or eight or 15. And with the technology we have, we have different icons. So we, we kick the ball against the lights, there's different lights and you've got to, you know, it's about awareness, about your technique of passing, about your vision. Um, and these are the sort of key attributes that kind of help a player. We have a massive target wall, which is a full-size wall. That can we, you know, improve our set pieces, our shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these things really just, you know, one, engage a young player, uh, and two, obviously help improve. Because, like you said, back in the day, I mean, I used to play football by like kicking a ball against the wall for, for five hours, and you know, that, and or you know, having a kicking a, a, a coke can down the road or a mm-hmm. tennis ball. And that, you know, that's how players used to play. And yeah. it's, it's kind of the same method behind it of of um, repetition and practice makes perfect and that's what you have to you know do and that's what we're trying to do with just a bit more glitz and glamour on it and you can track the data so with the academy boys it's, it's a brilliant philosophy to, to mix the both of our coaching with high level top UEFA coaches here uh, and the technology and combining the two I feel really keeps them engaged and like I said it's a, it's a fun environment to be in. Earlier um, I was doing the free kick practice with Joel and, and I hit one and Good one, it was in the top corner, and then he said to me, Look at me, he goes, by the way, something's really good at this. I, yeah, I mean, being left-footed as well, I mean, I used to always build free kicks as a young boy. Yeah. There's not many left-footed, so I kind of had to take a lot of free kicks. Yeah. Um, what I do is when I come to the centre and I do the free kick wall, um, I normally try and impress people by getting the top corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm getting older now, and uh, I'm not sure I can keep, keep it up for too much longer. Um, the other thing is, and you... And you you showed me a lot of stuff on the notation, uh, notational analysis stuff, which is one of the go-tos in today's game. Like you know, running through the footage, showing me different angles, highlighting different players. How much is it important to rely on feedback yeah. in the modern game? I do think it's vital. I mean, if any of the top clubs, um, if you went to uh, around you know the, the Middle East and also also Europe, you know, they do have feedback. And, check data and they look at you know, game analysis and we have our own analysis room so we have cameras we have night cameras around the center we can watch and track individual players or as a team or if you're a defender we track the back force movement we can put distances between the defenders to see how far apart or where, where they were um, any errors we can look to correct and I think it's really good because in terms of it's about learning I think you analyze your own game anyway regardless of looking back at data and feedback but just having a look at watching yourself play, taking yourself out of that, because it's like watching a game on TV. Once you play it, when you watch, you know, as a fan, you watch games in the Premier League and you think, oh, why didn't he do that? But when you play it, it's very, it's a lot harder. Mm. So just kind of understanding, like, you know, getting your vision and your awareness and looking at, oh, I could have done that or that, that could have happened. And like I said at the beginning of the show, it's, you know, I'm not reinventing football, it's just kind of, small tools that we have here to help improve a player and analysis is so vital to, to check on your own performance and what you can you know nullify and not repeat the same mistake and of course everyone makes mistakes you look at the you know man city even winning the treble you know there's still players missing the ball making mistakes letting in people in last minute you know this it's a little bit of luck and element of all football but can they you know stop making the same mistake all the time and what can they improve on what they've done? Five or six good things. How can we keep doing that again? It's about consistency. So, you know, to, for, for a long answer, keeping it short, is, it, you know, it, it helps massively in the game. You also got me thinking, you said, Omar, when we, when we have a little game, we'll have it up on here. Now I was thinking, oh, it's going to highlight my mistakes now. 
We're gonna take a quick break, and once we get back, we're diving straight into it with Sonic Clubs on Pulse 95 Radio. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire, then what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time! welcome back to the Halftime Show. If you're enjoying it as much as I am, you know what? You're in for a treat because we've got two more segments coming up on Pulse 95 Radio. I'm here former Brighton player at Sunny Clubs and we were talking about everything to do with technology, rehab, prehab, video feedback and now I can't let the man go without talking to him about Brighton. Brighton have been phenomenal over the last couple of seasons but especially last season a lot of people were taking notes. Uh, Sonny, what do you make of Brighton at the moment in the Premier League? I mean it's been fantastic for the, um, for the city of Brighton. Uh, when I was there, we were kind of bouncing around the, the, the Championship and League One and trying to hoping to be in the Premiership one day. But they've really come in, they've got a fantastic infrastructure in terms of their training ground. Their stadium is, is, is modern. Um, I actually played in one of the first games at the new stadium against Brighton. Okay. And what the first ever yellow card at the new stadium, just to <laughs> let you know, that's a trivia question. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, what, what the club structure, like I said, literally from the training ground, from the recruitment, has been fantastic. And the coaching, um, you know, in my old youth team a couple of years below me was Lewis Dunk, who's the captain of Brighton. And he actually came out to visit the centre um, a couple of months ago on international break. And he absolutely loved it. And it was brilliant. I had, ended up having a chat with him. And he said, you know, the training there is phenomenal. The Zerbi is very attention to detail. So they, you know, every day they're looking at different patterns of play, playing out from the back. and. It's, again, it's kind of like what I mentioned earlier, what we're doing here, it's like consistent practice and analysis and working on the game. And, you know, kind of game football's like a bit of game of chess and they keep doing it every day and look at the way they play now. They're probably one of the best, you know, passing teams in the world, let alone in England, apart from, you know, maybe Man City. And they've just got a great structure, great um, coaches, great scouting um, and a really good philosophy behind the, behind the club. So I hope they can can go and achieve more there in uh, the, UEFA, the UEFA League uh, next season. And uh, I don't know, one day maybe they can win a trophy and we'll have a big party back in Brighton. <laughs> Hopefully people will still remember me there. <laughs> well, i got to say to you, you mentioned, um, you mentioned Lewis Dunn coming in. I think that day he came in here, my wife was playing. Uh, and, yeah. uh, and, and she was playing against... Uh, so she's playing for the national team for Pakistan. She's playing, And I looked into the facility like a little kid and I was just kind of like, Stuff looks fun, and I saw Louis Dunk there. And uh, this is before I met you, and I was thinking they got a lot of good toys in here, and there's a lot of silence in here. I want to make sure I can come in one day. And you showed me that with Louis Dunk and with Deserby. What is it about Brighton that now has made it such an attractive, not just place to live, but place to learn as well about their football? I think what they do is they give they give young players a chance, and I think anywhere that kind of gives players a chance and young players a chance, so not maybe at the top top, but they're kind of that mid range or lower range, but they can improve to be that level. I think it's an attractive uh, club because of that, because you know that you're going to go there, you're going to get taught, you know, by great coaches, you're going to given time to improve yourself, um, and it's not you know, some of these other clubs like you come in, you get one or two games to prove yourself. Brighton isn't like that, you know, you have time, they have the structure. Um, and I think, yeah, like the club's going to go strength to strength. Like I said, they have an amazing fan base down there. And it's just one of those clubs where they're on the up, even if you know they maybe have a, a couple in this 
poor season, but they can always bounce back because of the structure, because of the, the right people at the top of the game. And, you know, some clubs, they want instant success. And, you know, in all walks of life, everyone's in, it's, it's not like that. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel Brighton is brilliant for young players. And I obviously, you know, with precision and with what I'm doing and me being a coach and a player, I love to hear that clubs are giving young players the opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's from abroad or, or in the UK. It's just that's a, that's a good philosophy behind it, you know, helping the young players, helping the youth system, um, and then breaking through rather than keep, you know, um, sick of old players. They have a lot of young players coming through. So I think, for, you know, the years to come, Brighton is, a, is, an amazing, uh, is an amazing club and hopefully maybe win the Premier League. Hey, you never know. I mean, one of the things that stood out for Brighton is their recruitment. Mm. What is it about Brighton's recruitment strategy, man? I, I can't put my finger on it. I know people have talked about it. What is it about Brighton's recruitment? I'm not. There was a, a guy called Dan Ashworth. Uh, not Dan Ashworth. Sorry, Dan. Yeah, I think he was, he was. He was at the England FA years ago. So he kind of wrote the, the philosophy and DNA of, of England, um, and kind of wanted to change the way you know the, what players they were looking for, and, the, and also like the, the the mental side of football as well as the uh, the physical side. They kind of, he, and then he went to work for Brighton, and they kind of changed their recruitment. What sort of players they would get. Um, again, starting with those, those young players and people that, you know, good characters that you can kind of mould and improve. Some players are so set in their old ways and old habits, you can't improve them. So you can only get what, what they've produced previously. With Brighton, they get these players where they see that the potential for an extra 10, 15, 20% improvement. Mm-hmm. So if you've already got a good player and you can tap into them, you know, so like I said, psychology and the, the physical side, and just improve them at 10, 20%, they can be, a, you know, like a World World uh, World Cup winners like uh, McAllister or you know some other great players. So you you know you can get that. Mm-hmm. And they've I mean I don't actually know them personally, but now I know they've got some you know unbelievable scouting. And it's not just in, in Europe, it's South America, mm-hmm. it's you know all over the world. Out and they have some uh, Japanese brand in Asia as well. So I don't know. I need to kind of do some more research <laughs> and find out what they're doing because yeah. it'd be great to tap in a little bit more. So maybe next time we meet up, I can uh, find out some more information for you. Yeah. Top man, and last thing, and again, this is this is a curveball, but last thing, the fi- the, the physios, mm. the most hench physios <laughs> in the I Premier see, League. Yeah, yeah. No wonder no one gets injured. Yeah, <laughs> Those seen, guys, man, I've the seen the <laughs> I've seen the vibe. I've seen the Honestly, it's the machines. This training man, I'm not sure what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure they're eating down and right. I need to take some notes. <laughs> Oh, we're having a good time here. Good energy, good vibes on the halftime show on Pulse 95 Radio. We've only got one more segment coming up, but we'll be right back after the break. See you after this. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! So now welcome back to the Halftime Show. We're having a good time. We've talked about everything on the show today on the episode with Sonny Cobbs here on the Halftime Show. Now, before we let the man go, you've got some experience with Sharjah as well, which a lot of people don't know about. Uh, Tell us more about that, Sonny. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of Sharjah and, and Sharjah uh, youth football because uh, I, I was worked there for, for about nine years. I, I set up a kind of, uh, an academy called uh, Royal Football Academy before I came to Precision. 
and that was at uh, Victoria International School in Sharjah. And I had, you know, loads of kids. We had over 250 kids wow. coming from Sharjah. Um, we had some local Marathi boys. We had all different cultures, you know, from the Middle East uh, and, and and across, you know, India, Pakistan. We had uh, Syria, Egypt, UAE. It was pretty brilliant. And. Uh, there's some great talents and we ended up, um, and what I loved about the, the Charger guys is they had a bit more grit and, they, and they, I used to take them you know, to play against other uh, regions or maybe like Dubai mm. and uh, we played really well. We used to enter into tournaments from under eights, tens and twelves and what I loved about it is we used to go turn up and we were the Charger boys, we're known as the Charger boys um, <laughs> nice. and we used to have, we'd be successful, we won a few tournaments, we played at Sports City in the UAE yeah. and other tournaments and uh, yeah, it was, it was a brilliant time down there. And um, I've, you know, even going forward with Precision, we're looking to expand over, hopefully into the region of Charger as well. And I think something like that would really help the region and uh, be okay, excellent. I can't wait to get down there and try and do some more development mm. with them. Mm. How, how prominent is football in the region? It, it's, it's, it's really you know kicking on at the minute. I think even with the surrounding countries in terms of the World Cup in Qatar, you know, obviously helped with uh, the UAE. Lots of people on spotlight on the UAE now. There's some fantastic players at Pianic at Charger. Charger is a great club as well. Uh, we have a, a, a partnership here with Adidas as well, so we have a lot of the UAE national team players, mm. um, and that's really brilliant. I think it's only going to kick on um, with the clubs, with the high level, but also the, the youth level. You know, players are getting better. There's now international teams coming to this to the UAE to play against teams here, and I think it's just about in the next five to ten years, the place like Precision and other places, it's really trying to bridge that gap, so the level isn't so such a big gap between uh, Europe and and, and so. The Middle East or the UAE, but uh, it's prominent. People absolutely adore football here, and that's one of the first things from when I came, you know, 11, 12 years ago to now. People love football, and if people love football, that's the first thing. You know, it's passionate whether you want to play, watch, play a computer game, or anything you want. If people love football, they love football. And another thing I did, I did a thing for the Sharjah um, government as well mm. for years back. Where I had to do a FIFA. Um, so basically, kids that wanted to know the difference between FIFA football and real life football. So I had to do a two hour class on helping them uh, watching different drills on FIFA nice. and then take them outside and I said, and they're like, oh, it's a lot different than from the computer game. I said, yeah, it's a lot different. <laughs> you know, try and explain it to them that it's not as easy. You press a button, it doesn't automatically pass. You yeah. know? So I love stuff like that. I love, you know, trying to educate and help uh, young players understand uh, football. And uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully more to come. And I think the region is really striving now. And I think the next 10 years, you're going to see some exceptional talents break out from, from the UAE. Fantastic. Before I let you go, man, you got a lot of big things happening. Uh, what's coming up next for you? And also, where can we follow you? So yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, it's uh, precisionfootball.com on our website. We also have uh, Precision Football Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. So please reach out to us. There's contact numbers on those on those pages. But I mean, like head on down. We're at uh, Even Batuta Mall uh, in the UAE. So that's with the Even Batuta Mall on the rooftop by the China Court. So please find our, our location as well. Head on down. You can come at any time. We're open from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. every day. Uh, over the summer, we've got some summer camp, we've got some uh, kids coming in, we've got summer camp indoors, it's beat the heat, so obviously you come inside, use our technology, that's great fun for, for all ages, from 4 to 18. We, women's World Cup? Yeah, Women's World Cup, we have the Women's World Cup that's starting, um, and we're, we're doing that, we're doing an offer where it's going to be free for women to come and play paddle or football, um, some huge discounts for that, so any woman that wants to come along to the tech centre or to the pitches, that's going to be rolling from, I think it's next month, July, mm -hmm. the whole of the World Cup. Yeah, so we've got that. Uh, we have a 40% offer over the, the, the summer months as well. 
Um, and then we start again our academy. Our academy football, like I said, starts again uh, in September. So, uh, sorry, end of August. Um, but I said, whether you're an academy, whether you're whether you're a, a senior member that wants to play football, whether you just want to have a kick about dad's football or mum's <laughs> football, whether you're you know, a woman that wants to get involved, we do coaching courses from here. There's many, many things. If you think football, think the home of football in the UAE would be Precision. So anything you want, get in touch. Again, precisionfootball.com. Uh, we have the Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and I think we even have Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Fantastic. Thank you very much. I really, really enjoyed that episode. I hope you guys did too. Please make sure you leave comments and also share, subscribe, and love Pulse 95 Radio. New episode with Sunday comes out today, 3 p.m. See you then. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 3 p.m.